People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello, and welcome to uh, the realms of the supernatural. Hello, I'm Andy Macker. I'm Lee Solway. How the devil are you all? And thank you to anybody that's listening on the UK Paranormal Radio Network. Yes, hello. Um, right, today we are talking about ghost lights. Okay, then uh, ghost lights. What are they? Ghost lights, okay, so they're... A combination of things, really. I mean, anything from, you know, because when we get into this, you know, you'll hear people saying that it's cases of swamp gas, right? Okay. Um, these sort of things, air flights. That's another thing. Um, but essentially, they're these lights that drag or lure weary travellers to the peril. Are okay, we talking, so are we talking about uh, the? So much famed mist below the wisps. Below the wisps. That's that's the perfect example of it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you yeah. remember that? Like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was more of a ghost, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a cartoon, wasn't it? Was it Edna? Was it Edna the television? Something. I can't remember. Yeah, it was about sixty. She was evil. She was. Well before my time, but but essentially it's that. Yeah. So so you'll get a weary traveller and you'll see this light, think somebody's in distress, go over to help them, and then he'll end up in trouble himself. Depending where you are in the world, they've got different names. These do seem to crop up all around the world, so it's not like localised to the UK or anything like that, although I would say the majority of cases probably are in the UK, or the folklore at least. But, like I say, it's not exclusive to the UK. Around the world, then, so they're known as Fool's Lights. It's obviously the Foolia, yep. uh, or a Fool will go to them, so I guess that's two meanings. Jack-o'-lanterns. Um, and come on, we'll come on to a story about Stingy Jack, and that crops up there, so right. that's probably why. Spook lights, obviously we've mentioned ghost lights. Um, Will of the Wisp. Yep. I've also got Will of the Torch, um, because that comes from this uh, Stingy Jack story again, like I said. Um, orbs. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. Air flights. Yeah. Uh, and then if a scene in often they're seen in graveyards mm. and this might be one of the explanations for this is that it's um, bacteria that's uh, dis- you know um, eating something in the ground okay and then it produces like a, a bio- bioluminescent gas uh, if you imagine uh, and then obviously that lights up so yeah so well, it's seen in certain conditions for that one isn't it, really? well that's the thing but it would have been seen in graveyards it's possible that it's eating the person yeah or the people that have been laid there and in graveyards there was known as uh, or still known as I guess if you see them now ghost candles mm. which is quite nice as well as graveyards they are commonly seen over bogs swamps marshlands that kind of thing so again so you've got this um, this um, vegetation um, what do you call it? Um, combust. What do you call yeah, it? Yeah. Um, yeah, gases and combustion. Yeah, yeah the vegetation's deteriorating, isn't it? Yeah, 
in, in the swamps and get in that. So that so that's it's like produced, a compost, isn't it? Really yeah, exactly. So it's composting. So, so yeah. that is what's producing potentially this gas, which is the which becomes the light or the bioluminescence. Yeah. Um, I'd say within I reckon they're to me fifteen percent in all cases, fifteen percent very low. Well, I reckon the rest are. Yeah, uh, well, I've got a case here which totally blows that out of the water. Yeah. I've got a case here which, yeah, could, you could say that's probably what's going on there. Um, but there's one that's a bit, you know, that doesn't fit mm. quite as easily. Okay, so causes then. Obviously, we spoke about the scientific causes yeah. already. Um, but if you go back to folklore, theories were commonly... Uh, yep, crop up with these if people saw these they thought it was like theory folk so yep. uh, Drunk Jack which we'll come on to in Mexico they used to think it was witches mm. or the souls of unbaptized children that had died mm. um, same similar in a lot of the South American countries as well although in Brazil they also thought it was a fiery serpent god of some description um, light isn't it especially at night yeah. time Trinidad and Tobago, they believed it was uh, caused by some sort of witch as well. Uh, but it'd be a fiery ball, which if you got near, you would drink your blood. Ah. So, again. Um, but one of the cases here, then. So, this case takes back... These, right, there's been a f- lot of cases in uh, in the Peak District, which is in Derbyshire, in, uh, in and, uh, England. Quite a few times. You've been, well, have you been a few times? Yeah. Well, and I usually got to go there. Castleton's fantastic. These crop up around there, mate. regular there. Um, a lot of people see them, probably don't report them. Yeah. But they do, on average, get two cases a year at least. Um, so... This particular one takes place in 1969, and it was a lady called Barbara Dabble. Right. Okay. And she'd been to visit her mother's in Manchester, which is, what, an hour from the Peak District, somewhere yep. like that. And she was travelling back at night, night time, uh, driving home, and it was a warm summer's night, okay? Everything was normal. And as she turned into the valley, she noticed, as soon as she turned into the valley, the, the valley just lit up blue. Oh, okay. Like a blue light, okay? And obviously at first she thought it was some sort of aircraft or something like that, and then she realised it was just a constant blue. Um, she said it wasn't dazzling at all. It was bright. You know, right. She could see all the you know the rocks on the hillside and all that. She could make them out like it was daylight, if possible, even even lighter than daylight, okay? Or brighter than daylight, although it wasn't dazzling to the eyes. Now, she drove through this for... A few minutes before she reached home. And obviously, when she got home, she ran inside to get her husband, Ken, dragged him out. She said, well, you know, we won't believe what you know what's going on outside and all this. So he comes running out of her, and obviously it's all gone. Right. And he says, look, you know, you, it's a summer's, summer's night, so I mean, it is bright till late. But he, he was saying, look, you're tired, you've been travelling and all that, and uh, maybe you just your mind's playing tricks on you, that kind of shit. Um... But she said, no, absolutely, I, I know what I saw and all the rest of it. She said, when I was in there, she said, I was freezing and all that. Anyway, she went across to the car and she she just rested on the car. And when she touched the car, there was like, um, her hands were cold. Mm. And when he looked at it, there was like an icy film over it. Yeah. Now, this is a summer's evening. Mm. She's just drove back from Manchester in this car. And the car, over the bonnet, had ice on it. Yeah, I can, he, I can stand that. He touched it and he, he felt it was mm. cold as well. And he also... Uh, Held there, and she was called to yeah. touch. So something happened. Yeah. Okay. It's like um, 
you know, if you go in a, a house or building and, you know, you go into a certain, you know, the house is quite warm and you go into another room, all of a sudden it gets freezing cold. You, you say, what's going on? All the rooms are warm except for this one. Mm. You know, it's the same thing. It's, it's I mean, I, I've... something's coming into the atmosphere where, and it's just, when, as soon as that person or being has come to the atmosphere, it, the ether just changes. Yeah, well, you get temperature. a lot, don't drops, you, on, on uh, ghost hunts, people are saying yeah, the temperature's yeah. changed now. I, I've, no, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've, again, I've, I've been a few places and the, the truck temperature just, oh, just dropped yeah. completely. I know we are sensitive to temperature change as humans, not, you know, not that I mean, accurate. It could have many things. I mean, a, a window open or it could be yeah. know, a draft or it could be anything. Well, you do that, don't you, on a night on that. Uh, shit we've been watching on YouTube. Yeah. I might play a clip of that towards the end, but yeah. um, if anyone's been watching anything on YouTube, because uh, you, you know how you get on these YouTube wormholes, don't you? Where you put something on, then it jumps to the next video, and you end up watching that. And then you watch. Now I was halfway through a video the other night, and I was thinking, "What the fuck am I watching this for?" And I just turned it off because it was just, compl- it was just yeah. this bloke running around. And he, the 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 title of this episode was called something like "Big Bigfoot Howls at Me Aggressively" or so much something like that. And I was watching this thing. It's about twenty minutes long, and I was like ten minutes into it, mm. and he was looking at twigs on the ground and all this, and saying, "Oh yeah, this is." You can see where it's come through here and all this shit. And then off right in the distance, you heard this howl, right? Um, and anyone that's heard a moose or even a fox or anything, these animals yeah. are loud in the woods, you know? Yeah. Badgers. I mean, you can imagine how loud a moose was. And this yeah. could be anything. Yeah. I'm not saying that Bigfoot's now out there. And I'm not saying that, but this could literally... And I've watched this thing for 20, 20 minutes or a quarter of an hour... Maybe you wait for someone to pop out the woods and say, you know, Bigfoot. But I wasn't the only person who was fooled by it, because like, it had like a million views, you know? So there's a lot it's of people... a million views, you know? Well, yeah, well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, where views. was I? So she gets back home, the car's icy, she's cold, it takes me inside, not set, and then nothing else happened after that, okay? Mm. Uh, and like I say, there was reports in between, but three years later, a friend of hers called, and she run the local youth hostel. Right. And she'd ring her up. She says, you're not going to believe this. Those lights what you told us about, because you've been telling people, and people said, yeah, you're full of shit. But she said, those lights you, you was telling us about have come back. We can see them now. We're stood in the window. We're looking at them. And she had, obviously, a peop- quite a few people in the hostel yeah. as well. And everyone was watching uh, these lights, and the valley was just lit up blue again. So she tells her husband, Ken, and he immediately, he's part of the, um, although he was like the chief... National Park Warden. He was part of the search and rescue crew as well. Oh, right, okay. Okay, so he instantly goes into rescue mode. Because remember, these are called false lights because yeah. they, 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 you know, they convince you or people think this is a traveller in distress. Yeah. So it's no different now. I know it's just in the 70s, but there's no difference. So he immediately goes into rescue mode and gets down to the youth hostel, uh, teams up with uh, another rescuer, and they drive up there in mm. his uh, Land Rover. Get out to where he was thing, and he puts this big lamp on. In them days, they used to have these big gas lamps. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think I'd be want to be strapped to this fucking thing. But well, it, if you imagine, it's, it's about job. it's the size of a dustbin. Mm. Okay, the light is the lens, and it's got a gas pack on the back, and it straps over your shoulder, mm. so you know you, the weight's balanced out. And essentially, it just straps to your chest, mm. strap in, and then it just lit it up like a candle. I mean, yeah. fucking hell! Can you imagine me attached to that? Anyway, yeah. luckily we don't have them anymore, but. He puts that on and he, he radios back. Can you see me? And they say, yeah, we can see you. And he says, am I in the right location where you saw the light? And she says, you absolutely bang on where we saw the light. The only thing is, 
that gas lamp, remember it's the size of a dustbin mm. lid. She says that's nothing in comparison to what we've just seen. It's, that is like a candle in comparison. Yeah. The light that we saw, this is in the member, she said it was so bright. Mm. It was it was like brighter than daylight. Now that's what this woman said. She said that light that we saw is bright, a lot brighter than what you've, you know, what you're yeah. displaying up there. Uh, obviously he, he rambles around for a bit and um, he can't, he can't find anything. No sign of any travellers up there, nothing. Um, but he still, you know, he still mm. don't believe it. Obviously, he's still sceptical, fair enough. He never saw it himself, so he comes back down and he's, um, you know, he just says, you know, I don't, I can't explain it. Now, I've had that blue light, right? Um, I don't know if you've heard of exploding head syndrome. I think I might have mentioned this before, I'm not sure. Mm. Not sure, mate. But essentially... What it was... Now, I don't know if the light... I don't know... Generally, I don't think the light's part of this. Okay? Mm, yeah. But well, I was I those... Different, but go on. Uh, th- what it was... What, normally, exploding head syndrome is like you're falling asleep or you, you know, you, you're on the cusp of falling asleep and then you lay like a... Like, it, honestly, I'm not exaggerating mm. when I say this. It sounds like someone's just got a, um, a gun and fired a bullet off next to your head. Mm. That's how loud it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's shocking. It really is shocking. It's called exploding head syndrome. Now, when this happened to me, it's only happened once. But when that happened to me, I was just falling asleep. And as soon as I didn't, I started, my eyes opened and the, the bedroom was lit up blue. Mm. I mean, an eerie blue. Yeah. Um, obviously, I could see everything in that room. I could see, I could, unlike she said, she could make out rocks on the I could see everything. This room was lit up blue. Now, obviously, that exploding head syndrome is eternal. It's internal. It's something your body's producing, okay? Um, well, it's actually not your body. It's actually your, 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 it's your mind. Your mind, because you're seeing, you know, it, again, it's just before you go to sleep, before you leave your body. So if you wake up, you're, you're about to go and you wake up, you know, you'll see, because you, cause you, you, your third eye, your, your pineal gland is on high. Bang, 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 it kicks in. So you'll see a bit more than you're going to see. So, yeah, but I've never seen Navy Blue. I mean... It's quite fascinating. But that's, I mean, that's is interesting. That, is, that. is that like, we I mean, infrared, airy blue light, you know, if you like, you know, we play um, siphon filter or something like that. No, like when you know, green. No, no, green? this was, the, like, you know, that, I mean, I f- that's one of the worst things I ate on games. You know, that night vision on games. Yeah, because you can't see, it's you fucking can't see shit. shit. You, you can't see well, jack shit, you've got to turn yeah, it off. You can see it all yellow and you just bump it into the building. I'd sooner just uh, turn the brightness up yeah. on the TV, you know. And, yeah, uh, no, But yeah, that, 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 no, that, that night vision is is crap. This what I saw, like I say, was as if someone had turned a light on in the bedroom. Yeah. It was that bright, but it was blue. A blue bulb. Um, yeah, it really was strange. But I'd, like again, I don't think that's common with this because mm. um, I've I've spoke to other people that had exploding edge but they didn't necessarily see any light. I don't know if they opened their eyes or not. Well, my eyes just I just get people call me name. <laughs> mm. But it yeah. is interesting. Yeah, I mean yeah, that yeah. that happens. You know, it is it. It's a documented phenomenon. It does happen, and uh, and that is made, like you say, your mind is creating that, yeah. or something's creating that. Whether we're you know going to the astral realm or something at the time, I don't know. But it's well, um, about to leave your body. You know, you, again, so maybe your pineal gland goes on high. It's like a it's like a security system, I suppose. You know, mm. When you're away, that it looks after your body or something. You yeah. know, again, we come to, to to possession. Again, it's like a force field, but if you're awake, it's actually around you. So that could be the force field. But it field. makes you wonder because it wonder. It does. It's great. you get people that um, say they've been abducted by aliens and that, and Ooh. they'll say that the room was lit up and oh, like, this shiny light was going through the window and all this. And I think, well, maybe that was just something that was in the, you know, what, what your mind's yeah. making. Because yeah. I was talking to a guy the other day at work, Dan, and we was talking about ghosts, and he was saying, um, 
some people he knew had had experience with uh, poltergeist activity. And he was saying that ghost and this, what a ghost and all that. So I said, well, not necessarily poltergeist activity. It's not necessarily a ghost. Mm. A lot of that is created by human beings. Yeah. Psychic phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these poltergeist cases is young girls going through uh, puberty and that. And that yeah. seems to trigger it off. And so that is being created by the person. Mm. It's not a spirit coming in. Unless... It's, I mean, how, it's, it's how powerful beings we are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We can create many things of our mind mm. and then it lingers in the atmosphere and you know it takes it up to, to you know kick off you know we, we're, we're we are all magicians in a way well we are all magicians i mean i mean you again on we're not saturday and you you brought back your memory and i, I forgot all about it because you know about you know when we went to see rich planet and again this is typical you know um red uh orb I've seen a lot of orbs, and then after an orb, I can see a person or whatever. This one was the first time I ever I've ever seen an orb, then also an animal. I've never seen animals. I don't. The only time I saw an animal was I was doing a reading in someone's kitchen, and uh, someone was walking around my leg, and, I, and there was a black cat around my leg, but it wasn't. It was a, a ghost cat. Ghost cat, yeah. But it was a cat. But when we went to the when we went to that rich planet. And I, we stayed that room that day. We were on the B and B, and you went to sleep. I was house and died. So I saw. I, 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 because you said to me on Saturday, I thought, oh, God, I forgot all about that. And I said, I saw this orb. Not come to me, it went to you. Because I was, I was I trying to get to sleep, because your your bed's over here, my bed's over there. I see this orb, and it wasn't bright, it was just like a dim, I thought, what's going on? And also in this orb, it was a cat. Mm. And the cat was on your chest looking at you. That's why I, I should that, point out I didn't that freak. we, I didn't uh, freak. I didn't we don't generally share the same bedroom. This uh, was, no, 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 no. This, this was a, a B&B that we went to in York. Right? Yeah, because we went to uh, Richard York, didn't we? Yeah. To the Rich Planet lecture. Um, so, again, the bright light, um, with the bright light came this animal. So, mm. possible these right, white lights are beings or entities. And then you, you know, but, but that's the... Shouting, didn't you? Well, I did. I, I thought. Turn the light on, turn the light on. There's a cat in your bed, and I fucking knocked me pint over and everything. Like, your pint was down there, wasn't it? I thought you would have seen it. The bed was wet through, yeah. Brilliant. I thought you would have seen it. It was just sat It was amazing because I, I've never seen an animal. I've seen a lot of orbs, but this animal, all of a sudden, the orb just turned and it was a black cat, and it just sat on your chest. Yeah. And, and then, looking at your face, I thought, oh my God, is it, is it your cat? And then it was late. I mean, it was early hours in the morning. Early hours. And we um, then, was the, trying to get back to sleep, and there was somebody yeah. running. Above, a landing, wasn't it? A landing above, yeah. yeah. And then obviously in the morning, we asked the the lady who runs the B B and B. We said, oh, you know, obviously there's someone running about last night, yeah. but early hours in the morning. She said, where was you? So we told her what room we was in. She said, there's nothing above you. That's the attic. Yeah, but there's footsteps in there, aren't there? Footsteps really. running around. Yeah, you, you know where you can yeah, see. Absolutely. You got a wooden I've... roof. You can see the. You can see it moving. Mm. Bowen. I absolutely also. I, I think I told you where the we had a big bay window there it, on yeah. the big window and it went out. And I had ears on me back in because I saw people looking at me from the window. Yeah. I did. You know, it didn't bother me. Was I? And I bothered because I. Well, you... I got my uh, got my mate Matt White will film stuff. You do, mate. do you? I mean, oh, a lot of these B two Bs. Some people do film. Room, no, I'm t- but I know there's like somebody outside looking in. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I thought, no, nah, I'm not. I just, <laughs> but I just thought someone's looking. Someone's out the window. I thought, nah, nah, just get some sleep. But it was a yeah, it's very spooky place, wasn't it? Yeah, a spooky place. I, I love them places. Like I, I, I love that. I love to be in them places because it's, it's what you experience. Mm. So anyway, yeah. So these obviously. Uh, so I think these white lights or will o' the wisp, whatever. I think they 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 can be linked to 
um, if seen straight away there could be a, an appearance of a, an entity or a being or a creature or anything yeah well maybe that's their calling card is it every like different is it every different is it every like different color or is it all the same color seems to be generally blue um, mm. occasionally white but more or less blue um, could be their calling card well the the Glossop Mountain Rescue uh, obviously is the sort of the, the mountain rescue in that area mm. and they say they get high reports from the from that area of people seeing lights up on the hillside because mm. normally if someone's in distress they'll send up a flare or if they've got something where they can make a light you know an SOS with a torch yeah. or something those, that's what they'll do so people see this flickering light and report it to the mountain rescue the mountain rescue will go out and not find any trace of anybody mm. and they say we get this happens regular yeah they go up to these mountains and I know they're going to find it but they can't not go yeah they have to go um, so job, it? it is you know it is high reports they said in that area of this um, obviously one of the people that was looking into this thought it might be something to do with the because national I know it's a national park and that but they've actually got uh, I guess it isn't the same in most cases it's uh how would you describe the peaks? It's not really a forest, is it? It's like um, it is like marshy land. It's um, mm. it's rocky. Uh, a lot of peaks there, isn't there? Uh, what you can traverse. So, you know, so it's walking. not really a, a, a place where we, we need to walk. It's quite dangerous. Then. Yeah, like I mean, a boggy we have area, we like have a swamp walks yeah. there, don't we? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. You know, like even some of them have got like um, shingle paths now, haven't yeah. they? But there is pylons that run across it. Okay, because it's like I say, it's right in the heart of the country. Yeah. So there is pylons coming across it, and a lot of people thought that this might be generated from the pylon. Mm. Uh, but the national grid guy come out and he had a look at these pylons. He said, "Nah." He said, "We do get arcing, you know, when it's because um, you stand on a pylon when it's damp and mm. you can hear them. Can't it? It's cracking, cracking as well. Yeah, fucking hell, I wouldn't live in there. Yeah, I used to, I used to when I was little. We used to where I was. We used to go across the road, and it was near where the legend was. Used to be all field before the golf course. We used to go there, and right down the bottom there was a massive pile on the battered one. It's gone to there most nights, and it crack, 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 yeah, bump, yeah. Bump, fizzing everywhere. You didn't oh. see no lights, or no? No, no. no I just, you just because that's what the guy from the national grid yeah, said. Just say that no lights. You just yeah. say, he said we'll get arcing and that no, when but, it's um, damp and that, but generally yeah. you won't see any light no. from that. You'll, the arcing is happening, but you won't generally see a light. So, and I, you know, I know that, like you just yeah. said there, I've heard it myself, although. Incidentally, you know, uh, poltergeist, a lot of houses that have poltergeist activity generally are near uh, pylons. Yeah. And the reason for that is I think it produces high EMF. Mm. And obviously high EMF can make you hallucinate. Correct. So Also, the the most active poltergeist houses you'll find, they're always, always, always near water. Mm. Always. That as well, yeah. You know, I had a few years ago when I got called to some houses to have a look what was going on. Nine times out of ten, it was off near Boulevard. Yeah, you know, the water. Yeah, and you, you knew, you know, that the more the more you know, you go past Boulevard, you've got the houses on the front, you've got the water, they're rife. I've had two people call me out for them. You get a lot. There. You get a lot of ships out of water as well. Yeah, don't you? so yeah, even to go ships, and then yeah, and obviously you got remember the old days docks. Mm. People still wait down the docks. You know, the people. Well, one of the most haunted haunted roads in Grimsby is the Fish Dock Road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Fish Dock Road. Yeah, people get seen there all the time. Mate, yeah. Crosby's down there mainly, don't they? Yeah, yeah, well, I keep away from them, like. That's why you've been down there. I don't, they don't, 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 don't they have to pay for me, like, you know. I'm not paying for them. Not not without any teeth. No, no, definitely not, mate. So, anyway, the, um, 
another case that came from is exactly the same area, more or less, is the case of Levine Marshall and her daughter Stacy. They were on the back way back from Heathrow, I think it was. Dropped the went to drop the she'd been drop her son off. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, there's a driving back and it was dark. It was late at night. Same valley as the other cases right. and where this Matt rescue were reporting things. They're driving along anyway. So they, uh, Levine's driving along and she sees this light and she thinks that Stacy's messing about with a torch. Right. And she said to t- Stacy, "Turn up the torch. I'm trying to drive. You know." And she says, I haven't got a torch. And she looks across, and on the dashboard, if you imagine they're driving along, both sat mm. there, her driver's seat, passenger seat, and just in front of them, there's five dancing little orbs, about the size of a tennis ball, mm. jumping up and down the dashboard. Really bright, and these were uh, a white light, I'd yeah. say. And it was lighting up the car inside. Anyway, they're watching, and um, you know, the daughter was saying, like, Stacey was saying, well, you know, what's going on, ma'am? You know, and she said, just pay no attention to them. Just ignore, ignore them. You know, because she didn't know what to do. She was frightened. She just kept driving. And in her mind, she was thinking, if we just keep driving, we're going to come to a village yeah. soon. Once we're in there, the street lights and that, and we can jump out the car and, and whatever. So that was in her mind. Just get, keep moving. Yeah. Get to this village as fast as I can. Anyway, and she was unnerved by these. She was frightened by them. Um, that's something that um, the other lady said. She was frightened as well. Strange. When she's going through this light, obviously. So she was driving. Her daughter was in the back. And they were sat next to her in the, in the passenger seat. Didn't she ever try to touch the orbs or did it through them? No, no, she didn't. No, they both just sat there watching them. Anyway, as they drove along, the orbs went from the front to the back. Okay. And dancing on by the back window. Yeah. Just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing up and down. Uh, all moving independently of one another. And then at some point, as they neared this village, they just went out. Mm. Um, it's gone. It was gone. So that is... It's a little bit different than just something composting down, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Not in a car. Um, you know, again, it's obviously, is it, uh, are they are they connected to the girl or are they connected to the mother? Um, again, they might have been, again, late at night. Late I've got the wrong one. Yeah. I thought I was getting the um, sweet apple side of that one. You've got strawberry ones. And we got strawberry and lime. It's all right. Can't drink cider, mate. Can't drink it. Can't well, drink stuff. I don't like it. I've only had four cans today. At all. Granddaughter soon. Now, there is a, a, a geochemist in the area. Is that bottle yours? No, you can have it if you want. All right, then. I'll have a quick one. You know me. Yeah. I don't drink much. Yeah, there's a... We've got a chilli. Don't leave home without one. I've taken them there's a geochemist in the area called Paul McCartney. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Paul McCartney. And um, he's been doing experiments with granite because there's a lot of granite uh, around the Peak District. And one of the possible explanations for this is that it is caused by the granite in the area because you'll see in a lot of places where you've got standing stones, there's a, there's a famous one up in Scotland, and people go there regular to see this stone because... Above this stone, you'll get like an orange ball. Yeah. Builds and builds and builds, and then eventually it just dissipates, mm. or it flies off. And obviously there's a lot of legends about this particular stone. Uh, but he's been doing experiments, because he knew about this, and he's been doing experiments with granite. He's been getting core cores of granite and yeah. crushing them in a press. I mean, 
real high pressures. Mm. And as he's crushed them, these orange balls have come out mm. uh, like orbs. And they've actually they've lasted seconds. They're not like a fleeting thing where you have to you know, slow down mm. the camera to see it. These things just fly around for a few seconds. Um, I still believe, but again, you know, obviously a stone is a fantastic conductor of energy. Um, it's obviously, that's where you got your stone from, your, 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 your um, Stonehenge's and all this lot. You know, the, the, you know, these people made thousands of years ago, you know, it was a fantastic conductor of energy. Um, I believe Silbury Hill, which is, um, again, I've been there twice, three times. I've been, you know, uh, that magnetic. I mean, we'll have to go one day, uh, one time. And, you know, you climb it, you can feel, you can, you, you, your body's, it's like, it's like a, a humming. Your body's humming, it's magnetic, you know what I mean? And it's, it's you can feel the energy. Um, you can feel the energy on it. And uh, you actually have got a watch. If you go up to it, it just stops. Yeah, your watch will not work. Nothing, I, my, my, my cousin went and he tried a couple of times for that. The watch just stops, bang. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, again, if this guy is actually doing experiments on stone and he's crushing it and whatever, and it's that could be the energy inside the stone mm. released. You see, so um, again, it, I think it's uh, Stonehenge and all the hinges. There has to be a. Uh, but the orbs in the car, you can't explain the granite, can you? No, that's again, you know, it's difficult. Another... I mean, his experiments prove that. Rocks can make lights, I guess. Um, and again, like I say, they weren't just fleeting things. These were floating around for several seconds. Mm. Um, you know, like you might see a butterfly floating around. That's what so they, they like. was actually in the stone then? Yeah, well, he's, he's, when he's crushed the stone, this stone. produces this. Um, yeah. So that explains some of it, but it doesn't explain the, like you say, the one in the car is difficult. And the whole valley to light up. It's not, this, mm. it's not granite being crushed. Obviously, granite can be crushed, I guess, if you've got like, um, you know, like seismic activity whatever yep. that could produce that but the whole valley lighting up for minutes um even even the bioluminescent bacteria so it, it seems a little bit d- difficult to explain mm. that okay yeah. but but that is the most credible thing i've come across mm, yeah uh, i've got a folklore story folklore story which is probably more credible i guess but um no it's not um, but I don't know. I, I, if anyone's got any ideas on this, mm. what it could be, um, and obviously you can't rule out aliens. Aliens for everything. You want to talk about aliens? It's not aliens. But um, you know, yeah, everyone's got any ideas what this could be. I've seen energy in in action, um, and I've seen it out the ether. I mean, I've seen I've, I've seen spirit people. Of course, I have. And even animals now, which are very rare, I do that. Uh, there was one night where. And this was out the atmosphere, the ether. You know, and, and he asked me wife. My wife was there, and it was actually she could. Oh, I think she saw it. Uh, I just I saw this thing come out. It's like white, and I thought, oh, and, I, and I was I was buzzing. So I put my hand out, and I told you, I've almost told you. And this stuff, it just started to wrap around my fingers. Mm. It like I, I had all rings on my fingers, but it was wrapping. I was, I was, I was so fascinated. I was I was, I, I was inside this. It's not a swirl. It wasn't. It, you could see right through it. It was. It, like smoke, but it was thinner than smoke. It was very, and then it just had to wrap around my fingers, and I had rings on. I mean, you know, time. So we know there's energy there, and it can manifest as a different thing as lights, and then all of a sudden it'll be 
a bit out of that out of that little orb comes something else. Mm. So is that orb or something? It's calling card. Has that got a maybe? That's maybe is it is the blue or the green or the white? Is that there? Uh, I could call it um, somebody's. You know, if somebody's more advanced than somebody else, would they have a different color? Would they? Would they? You know, say somebody was been in the spirit world for say uh, three three or four hundred years, and uh, he's he's quite he's quite advanced. You know, would he be? Would he? Would be? Would he? His energy, his aura, be brighter than someone else who's just gone there? I don't know. You don't know, do you? I, I don't, don't think know. anybody's in the spirit world. So, well, they are, but I mean, that, that's your. But I know they are. Yeah. But I, I know each every individual has a different calling card. A, you know, your sister could come through. My sister could come through, and she could be. Oh, what I'll do? Glowing blue. Well, then, I mean, Dad can come through. He'd be glowing white. So again, on the old hangout, just there, the ether? on or the thing? Facebook, Advanced. on the hangout, I will. So I will put a poll on there and then yeah. I'll get, see what people say. And then next week I'll tell everybody what people thought it what what most likely yeah. it is. I mean, last week obviously after we had the pterodactyl show, yeah, um, that was, put that was, a poll was, up there, and I noticed that the top because obviously it was. Do you believe you know pterodactyls could mm. still exist and be around? And and the top answer on that was yes, actually mm. it surprised me. And then no, and then maybe so. Yeah. Well, again, I believe that they. Uh... Uh, they're not living in this in this realm. They're living in another realm, and again, it's just you know. Again, it has been. Uh, I mean, another fantastic man full of knowledge is Jordan Maxwell, and Jordan Maxwell was he actually said he saw him, you know. But they mm. like, they came in, and and then they just disappeared. They went in. You I know? like Jordan Maxwell, but he's one of these people who says. Oh yeah, I know this story and all this, but I can't tell you told me, and I can't tell you this. Yeah, story. I know. It's too yeah. much of that. He's you know? got that, but yeah. he's, 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 he has been. He's attempted his life many times. Well, he to, says yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He's still he's, alive. Of course he's, yeah. yeah. Again, you know, some people had to stay alive. Some people, are, well, they can kill him. Yeah. You know, you know, again, yeah. But you got anyway. that mate, you got the fantastic David Icke, who I, I think who's a fantastic broke, and he, and I think he, he, he think it's really true. But he's do. being closed down everywhere he goes, but he's not saying people are yeah, trying to kill him. Yeah, but he's not being killed, out, is he? No, that's what he's not saying so people they, are trying to kill him, though, is no, he? No, he wouldn't. He's, so he's, that's what I mean. Well, he says, I won't be allowed to. I will not. I said I will not be allowed to be killed. You're not touching. Well, it would look you know, suspicious if he yeah. was killed, wouldn't it? But would it, would it make a difference? But then it doesn't matter who dies. There's a, there's a conspiracy. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, you can yeah. kill yourself, and it was the Illuminati, can't you? Yeah, of course you can. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, right. Let's do this. My weird story, which is sent to us by listener Claire Sterling, um, and it's voiced up by the lovely Chelsea. Lovely Chelsea. Um, so, if anyone's got a weird story they want to send it, send to us, and it could be about anything, doesn't necessarily have to be paranormal, uh, just send it to supernaturalpod, that's supernaturalpod, at gmail.com, or go on the website and, and yeah. click on the email there. Absolutely. Or send it via Messenger, uh, both on Facebook, easy enough to find. If you go to Facebook and you type in Realm of the Supernatural Podcast Hangout, you can find us there. Uh, right, so let's play this. It's an interesting story about her husband's encounter with a strange noise. Noise and prints. And prints, footprints, yeah. yeah. I was going to say beast, but I don't, you didn't really see it, so... Yeah, so I got to his beast. Let's play that. Okay. Hey there, Realm of the Supernatural fans. My name's Chels, and I'm going to read a short, weird story for y'all. This is from a listener, and I'm not sure if she wants to be named, so I'm going to leave her anonymous, but this is her husband's story. This happened in the woods of Alaska in December of 1999. 
At the time, there was about 10 inches of hard-packed snow crusted over with ice, plus another one and a half or so of fresh powder. In such conditions, it's virtually impossible to move silently through the snow. He and two of his friends were sitting around a campfire in a clearing playing guitar. They had just stopped playing a song and cracked open their first beers when they heard several loud footsteps at the edge of the clearing, as if the cracking open of cans had startled an animal. All three of them jumped to their feet and pulled sidearms, thinking it was a hungry and therefore grumpy moose, or perhaps a bear so sick it came out in winter, which is the most dangerous bear of all. Their torches revealed no animals and no eyeshine, and they heard nothing else. So they proceeded cautiously to the area where they heard the crunching footsteps and saw seven huge tracks. They were about 16 to 18 inches long and six to seven wide, shaped like a human foot, but much larger. The distance between each print was four to five feet, indicating a very long stride. They were too long and narrow to be a bear or a moose. They did not exhibit drag marks as you would expect to see from a bear or a moose in snow that deep. There were no claw marks and no hind foot overlay as you would expect to see from a quadruped. The tracks were very deep, going almost all the way to the ground, suggesting they were left by something quite heavy. There wasn't really any detail on the bottom of the print due to the condition of the snowpack at the time. The guys were spooked and took their guitars and beers elsewhere. Two of them returned the next morning and looked at the tracks again, hoping to see more detail in daylight, thinking they'd overreact to something totally normal. Although, there's really no Alaskan wildlife that you want that close to you on a dark, moonless night. The tracks were still there, but less defined due to fresh snowfall. He took me to the clearing recently and showed me where they built their fire and where they saw the footprints. I took a tape measure. The campfire had been 44 feet from the tree line, and the print closest to the tree line was approximately 17 feet from it, much further than the 45-foot stride length disproving my theory that cracking open their cans had startled something out of one tree, and when they stood up and yelled, the creature scaled another. The memory has stuck with him for so long that he can still tap out the beat of the footsteps, seven evenly spaced beats. Neither of us can think of any explanation for the tracks, although we wrap our brains every time we drive through that area or the subject comes up otherwise. Although they looked very much like typical Sasquatch prints, that still doesn't explain how they started nowhere and ended nowhere. The shape, size, and lack of hind foot overlay and drag marks ruled out bears, moose, wolves, and another human, while the spacing and lack of wing marks in the powder rules out a large bird. What do you reckon? So there you go. Yeah, so thank you very much, Chelsea. May I say a fantastic narration Mm. on that one. Yeah, I mean, with it being told by Claire, I know it's a Bellsman story, but with it being told by Claire, I thought it'd be easier for Chelsea to to narrate it than me. Um, So thank you for that, and thank you very much, Claire, for sending that in to us. So if you look at that one again, you know, something comes in, something goes out, but it leaves physical prints. It's the same with a ghost. Or I, I don't like the word ghost. Uh, entity coming in the atmosphere. Again, entity comes in, moves around, and you hear what you hear 
Well, he's come, he stays. Your floorboards creak, so he's got physical weight. Mm. So now we're seeing with these Bigfoot or Dogman or any any other cryptid, they're coming in, leaving footprints. Sometimes a scene, yes, we know, but sometimes just a footprint or whatever. But they're made physical weight, so you can monitor, you can see that. So, it's is it different? But, think, we know the, um, but we know these cryptids are physical, and you say, "Oh well, they, they live in caves," and that. I don't, I don't believe that. Lee. I don't, I'm sorry, man. I can't see them in caves. You know, they're, they're being found by now. You know, it's plus with all this deforestation, the you know the fossa going, you know, being ripped down and that. You know, uh, is this why they're coming out because we're destroying their habitat? Possible. Well, you're going to get more of that. Yeah, definitely. I think um again I think these are the the past the present the future awakening all the same time and these cryptids maybe they're the past they, they maybe they're our past or they could be our future coming in doing whatever and going back out possible well me and Aaron I'm not saying it is I'm, but I, I I you know it's well possible. it was interesting that she they mentioned that it's these prints started and then ended with like you know as a beginning and then it's weird that they were just was it seven start... strides she said seven yeah it strides. just starts there and ends there and but obviously I mean they can climb trees so that's yeah a possibility but but well, then, then would you hear the tree being whistling you think so wouldn't you but yeah. then the, the, you look at these videos and and that they seem to move move very easily through the woods without I mean for the size that they they mm. meant to be they're moving through this. Unless they want to cause noise, they can move through it very gingerly, can't they? It's mm. very strange, uh, but at speed. I know I was watching one of Todd Standing's videos the other day on this, and uh, he gets some criticisms for his videos because some of them are too good to be true almost. And uh, the one where they, I don't know if you've seen it, the Bigfoot run up that hillside. No, you've seen that one. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a, a decent sized creature, mm. and it's moving up this ma- uh, mountainside. His hillside, and um, he gets it on film and all the rest of it. But I actually watched him go to that location, yeah. actually go up there himself and show you because everyone's saying it's just a man in a yeah. suit and all that shit. Well, he actually goes there and shows you this is where it's filmed and this is where it went, and and he has to scramble up this this thing. You know, his hands are down, he's, he's scrambling up this site, and this thing just literally walks up there. Yeah. And it's it's a man in a suit, but he's got some balls. Let's put it that way because that is his and balance and about. So it's a decent, yeah, you know, share. Uh, face there uh, but the thing I noticed is it goes up there and it goes through and as it goes through I think it knocks one you see one tree sway but it's essentially it moves through there without moving at much mm. trees anyway and that's the guy in the suit member uh, well allegedly well he goes up there and he recreates the same path and yeah. he's fucking knocking shit everywhere because oh. he, he's got to go through vegetation it's there yeah. and there's some parts where it goes through and he couldn't even go in there it was that thick mm. Um, so I don't know. So again, um, this is these creatures or cryptids. They can actually go in and out the realms. Possible, like the UFOs seemed, do. UFOs it, do they? Definitely, exactly. they uh, blink in and they blink out. Seems strange. I mean, again, you know, this this on the film it looks like a physical being, but the way it's moving through that, and again, it there is one right at the end. You'll see it knock a tree, bend the tree limb, mm. flicks back as it goes through. So it obviously caught that one, but. You know, it's arms around and everything. It's weird. Anyway, Stingy Jack then. Uh, this is one of the folklore reasons for these blue flames that people see. Um, I thought it was an interesting story, so I thought I'd tell you it. Okay. Um, and to be honest with you, this 
makes about as much sense as the, the other things, really. Um, so I'm still on. I'm still unsure what causes this, but Stingy Jack then. So Stingy Jack was a guy. This is kind of Irish folklore, really, but well, uh, okay. I mean, a lot of Britain adopted it. But if you imagine this guy was, he was into uh, gambling, right. drinking, all the naughty things, and. He had a reputation for this as well. Right. And everybody knew him, and everyone knew he was deceitful, and would trick you. If you played cards with him, he'd he'd become a, he'd be going away the winner. Yeah, by hook or by crook, game. Okay? And everybody told him if he carries on this path, the devil will come for him. Mm. So anyway, one night he finishes at the tavern, has a few to drink, and he steps outside, and there's a man there in the shadows, and calls out to him, "Are you stingy, Jack?" Stingy, I should point this out, because obviously we use this word in Britain, don't we, to mean um, someone who's tight. Yep. Uh, you know, if you if if you go to a pub with this person, you'll be buying a bear all night. Yep. You know, they you are tight. They, yeah. The wallet never opens. And, and for that, we call the word we use is stingy. stingy. Yeah, as, as, um, as in only in small portions. Yeah, very tight. Very tight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Stingy Jack walks outside and he sees this man in the shadows and this bloke calls out to him. He says... Are you Stingy Jack? And he says, yeah, I am. Who, who are you? Like, and, uh, and he says, I'm the devil. And I've come for your soul. You know, this life you've led, it's got you got, mm. got you my attention, you know? So he says, I can't go without one last drink. He said, I'm I'm uh, penniless. You know, I've spent all my money in there and uh, in the tavern, like, and he says, I'm, you know, I've got no, I've got no money. And he said, I can't, can't take me without a drink. You've got to give me, mm. you know, got to grant me that at least. So the devil says, well, I'm not sure about this. And Stingy Jack says, if you're really the devil, right, mm. then you'd be able to turn yourself into a coin so I can buy myself a drink. And the devil says, well, I'm not sure about this. He says, well, you can't really be the devil mm. then. And obviously the devil at that point says, well, I'm the devil and I'll show you. So he turns himself to a coin. Uh, Stingy Jack picks up the coin, drops it in his pocket next to a crucifix. Mm. It's not clear why I'd be carrying around a crucifix as a life he led. But anyway... Well, story goes, the story <laughs> says, yeah, on, right? On, so he drops the devil in his pocket with a crucifix. Yep. Obviously, the devil realizes he's been had, right? He's tricked him. So anyway, he comes to a deal. He says to the he says to the uh, stingy, he says, right, let me out. He says, and I'll grant you a few years from extra life. Mm. Okay. Now, some of the stories says a year, some say ten years. Let's say ten years. So he says, I'll grant you ten years life. Stingy says, okay. That sounds like a fair deal, but he says, if I die in those 10 years, you can't take my soul, mm. okay? So the devil says, done. So he turns him back to die, and then the devil goes on his way, and he goes on his way. 10 years later, he comes out the tavern again, and he meets the devil in the shadows again. So the devil says, you know what I'm here for? It's 10 years have passed, and you're coming with me this time, and you're not getting out of this one. You know, I'm, I know your yeah. reputation. You ain't tricking me twice. I'm the devil. So Stingy Jack says, well, he said, last time you let me have my last drink, okay? He says, but this time I've got to have a last meal. He said, I can't trick you with a meal, can I? So the devil thinks about it for a bit and he says, no, probably not. He says, but I'm not turning myself into a coin. He said, no, you don't have to turn yourself into a coin. He says, I'll tell you what. He says, I'm pissed, you know. I've, I've had a skinful. I've been drinking all day. He says, I want one of those apples on that tree. So the devil says, what, up there? And he says, yeah. He says... You'll have to get me it because I'm like I say I can't climb a tree in this. I'm in no condition to climb a tree. And if you're the devil, you'd be able to climb that tree and get me an apple. Right. So the devil says, okay. So he climbs this tree. He's reaching for an apple, 
and out of his pocket, Jack throws a few crucifix on the floor. Devil can't come out of the tree. The devil's looking at him. He says, "You've fucking done me again." You know what I mean? This is, you know, this is how clever he is. Yeah. You've done me twice. He says, "Right." He says, "I'll do with you. I grant you another ten years." Okay. And Jack says, "Remember, if I die in the ten years, you can't claim my soul." And the devil says, "No problem. Just let me out of this fucking tree." So anyway, so the deal's done. A few years later. Jack's stingy Jack's drinking habits caught up with him yeah and he died so he does the normal thing he dies and his soul goes up to heaven and he meets Peter at the gates and he says you know I'm stingy Jack he says I know you are and he says we know all about what you've done and you know the tricks you've played on people and lies you've told people and the fact you've messed about with the devil for a start but he says you're not coming into heaven mm. so stingy Jack says what does that mean then he says well you're going well he says, well, I can't go to hell. He says, well, you better go and talk out of the devil. So he goes to hell. And the devil meets him at the door. And the devil's got a big grin on his face. And he says, aha, right? So he did this deal with me, remember? And he says, just let me in. And he said, everyone won't let me in. Got to let me in here. He says, no. Remember that deal that we did? If you die yep. within them 10 years, I can't claim your soul. So Jack's left a bit of a conundrum here. So the devil says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will lend you a light to light your way because mm. you, you're going to the land between living and the dead yeah purgatory yeah he's, that's where he's cast to be forever a soul wandering forever so the devil grants him this flame to light his way and this is a little blue flame and he gives it to Jack and Jack holds it in his hand and he realises he's dropped a bollock right now, now he's mm. endless he walked forever in limbo anyway he's walking and at some point he, he he, re- he finds a turnip and carves the turnip out and puts the l- to put hold the flame, puts the flame inside there, and right. that's where we get the jack o' lantern from. And we use pumpkins nowadays. Yeah, but pumpkins. This was the turnip that yeah. he's meant to use, uh, and then, then he used that because his his character never changed. He was still he was still mm. a naughty yeah, yeah. guy, like so. Then he'd use this lantern to to uh, get these travellers to come off course, and then obviously uh, put them in a to make him feel better. He'd, he'd either kill or, or maim people. Yeah. So um, that's the story of where those lights come Ooh. from. Well, um, all these folk walls here. Is, this, is there something in them? Well, again, you know, people were seeing these lights and they couldn't explain them and they have to give them some reason, don't they? Yeah. And that was a the story they came up with. So the guy who tricked the devil a couple of times. Yeah, that'll be a little bit of the devil. And, you know, but that seems more plausible than the... Um, bioluminescent bacteria that's lighting up a car. Five balls, doesn't it? I mean, you met, on the nun's fork, it backs onto, uh, which is an estate in Grimsby, um, it backs onto a graveyard. It and does. my nun used to live on a corner house mm. in Kingsley Grove. And next door, um, they had a lot of issues with um, things going on in the house. So you'd say poltergeist stuff. Yeah, it? yeah. And, and one of the most common things in that house was these orbs that would come in mm. and dance around the bedroom. You know, uh, they'd be in bed and then these orbs were bright. Mm. It was obviously dark in the bedroom. Yeah. And these would come in and then you'd see them and they'd light up around them. Wouldn't light up the room necessarily, but they'd light up enough around them where they'd actually go inside shoes mm. and it'd go dark and then they'd come out and they'd light up again. So there was, so we weren't going through objects, if you know what I mean. There was actually flying into an object. Mm. And we don't have... Um, them what do you call them bugs that light up 
Oh, the glow, glow worms. Glow, glow worms. Glow worms and fireflies. Fireflies. Yeah, yeah fireflies. So we call lightning bugs as well, right? Yeah, we don't have them. Do we, we don't have them. So it won't. No, so it, I've never seen any of this. Well, I've seen them in this country. I think maybe they do have them somewhere in this country, but we don't have them around here. That, no. that is a fact. No. So. But you'd know anyway. But you know if it wasn't. Well, they still have to be in the room somewhere, wouldn't they? Buzzing around, the noise. So. But yeah, they would. You know, like I say, they fly into objects and... Well, uh, obviously, with the Nunthorpe, as you were saying, Lee, but you've got to understand that there, that used to be a... Well, that's what it's called, Nunt Corner. Yeah. It was a nuns and monks and all around here, wasn't it? You yeah. Know, here, well, so. a lot of those... You've actually got a... Uh, in Nunthorpe, if you go down Cabourn, if you know Caister, the, you know, the, the barley fields, the fields, mm. there, there is a definitely reported of a headless horseman. Yeah. Certain times. I've met, I'm now when I was young there's been many uh, accounts of someone playing on the fields at night and then they've seen this it's actually I think the houses are there now aren't they scatter top mm. I think it was around that area yeah rife and also with the uh, that cryptid was that goat man was it goat, was all about the goat man yeah the little <laughs> yeah down creature. there on, on, in the dikes yeah, down there. I think I've spoke about him on the show before, but yeah. he was—he's like um, a goat man, wasn't it? Yeah, he's what is he about well, they, five feet tall? He's not massive. Hooved. He's, yeah, he's got hooved legs. That's why they're called Devil's Dyke. Yeah, he's got that's the face of a goat. If you know, if you picture Barfomet, that's kind of yeah. getting close to him. So, of, yeah. so he's got like a goat's face. He's got the horns. He's got a man's torso, if you like, and uh, like hooved feet and his legs and that. Yeah. And some of the reports say that he's got glowing red eyes. Yeah. If you see him at night. But he's pretty vicious. I mean, he he will if he sees you, he will charge you. Mm. You know, he will scare you off. Um, you know, he don't back up. He you he, he's never made contact with anybody. Anyone in the reports, he's never made contact with them. No, I mean, now, he's done I, enough to frighten them off. Let's yeah, put it that way. I, I said to you before, I was, I was I was very young and I used to play down there with my cousin. And I was I was like, none thought it was my second home, and I always wanted to know why it was called Devil's Dyke. Yeah, because it was not really. It was a bit boggy down there, and nearly it was like off the trees and that. But my cousin told me the story. This is the devil's down there. What we what, what, devil's got hooves? And I thought it was like bollocks. I thought like, oh, crap, but obviously it's not. Something had. Some well, was there. Some of these stories seem to start somewhere, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, um, somewhere. yeah. I'll put that poll up then. So if people go across to the Facebook. You can take part in the poll. Please yeah. come and say hello, as ever, and. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, keep your keep weird stories coming in. Yeah, keep any your those. stories coming in. Uh, you know, come on and hang out, say hello to us. If you've got any weird stories, just keep bringing them in. We'll read them out, or that lovely Chelsea will read them out. Now, we've been looking at some... Uh, a couple of people have sent me location photos where they've been looking for strange things. Mm. Um, there's an abandoned village... The guy sent me some pictures of and that, so I'll probably do like a, a little bit on one of the shows. I'll give you a little bit of what happened there. Yeah. Uh, maybe put some of the pictures up on the hangout. But yeah, if you've got anything you want to send us, just send it to us by email, and that is supernaturalpod at gmail.com. With that being said, thank you very much. Leave a review if you can, and we will see you on the other side. Goodbye for now. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back.